0: Blessed be the God of all creation. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> well, it is uh, wonderful to be back from sabbatical. I had a, a, a great sabbatical, but it's, it's good to be home and back uh, with all of you. Although after two months of not being in church, I'm hoping that uh, preaching is like riding a bicycle and you don't forget how to do it. The Sundays that fall next to national holidays always come with what I call the preacher's dilemma. Our nation was founded on the separation of church and state. But around national holidays, there is often an expectation of celebration by church of state. In other words that the church celebrate the civil religion of our country rather than focus on the liturgical day of the church year. But Memorial Day seems to have a unique quality to it. As Christians, we are people of memory. Every Eucharist is an act of remembrance and a memorial to the one who gave his life for us. Memorial Day evokes for us Jesus' words that no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So well the church maintains its critical stance towards war, violence, and power, We honor and remember those who willingly or not died in the service of our country. Whether we think the war was just or unjust, we remember them. Whether we think the war was to protect physical safety and freedom or secure economic interests, we remember them. Memorial remembrances of those who have died in war have an ancient history. The 5th century BCE, Athenian leader Pericles said of those who died in the Peloponnesian War, not only are they commemorated by columns and inscriptions, but there dwells also an unwritten memorial of them, Graven not on stone, but in the hearts of men. Several centuries later, St. Paul entered an Athens strewn with graven idols to a host of gods. Perhaps out of a spiritual restlessness or a fear to cover all their bases, there stood an altar... Engraved to an unknown God. In one of the most famous speeches in Scripture, Paul, in the reading we heard from Acts today, essentially tells the Athenians, I know the unknown God you worship. This God is not graven on stone, but in the hearts and lives of all Humanity. When I was in seminary, I had the great honor of participating in an ecumenical uh, pilgrimage to Greece, Turkey, and uh, the World Council of Churches in Geneva. And I, uh, there was me, an Episcopalian, there were Roman Catholics, Presbyterians, Baptists, and a number of... uh, Greek Orthodox seminarians, and we were visiting a lot of the Greek Orthodox uh, locations. And we got to go to the Areopagus and stand on the Areopagus, and if you've uh, never been there, at the base of it is a plaque which contains today's passage from Acts, Paul's speech at the Areopagus And those of us on the trip stood there on the Areopagus, and uh, we were very blessed because a prominent Greek Orthodox bishop was our tour guide. And uh, as we stood there on the Areopagus, he read to us Paul's speech. It was quite a powerful experience. Now the Areopagus was a place of judgment. That's why they took Paul there. Explain to us this new God you are proclaiming. So they would judge what he said. So there's sort of a play going on here. Paul gets taken to the place of judgment, and in that place of judgment proclaims the one God who will be the judge of the powers of the world. One of the most moving aspects of Memorial Day for me is the image of our president laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. The inscription on the tomb of the unknown soldier says, Known but to God. This inscription, Known but to God, is an affirmation of Paul's speech in Athens God knows that soldier, and God knows you, because God has given life to all of creation. At the core of Paul's message in this speech is the idea that all nations and all peoples derive life from the one God of creation the God of Jesus Christ. Paul emphasizes our common humanity, spreading across nations. And he does this not by quoting Hebrew Scripture, which is, would be the custom, but might not go over so well in Athens. Instead, he quotes the Greek poet Erratus, for we too are his offspring. The implication of this for us as Christians in our observance of Memorial Day is to take seriously Christ's command to love our enemies. So let us also remember those enemy combatants who have died in our conflicts. For they are first and foremost, not citizens of some other nation, some enemy nation. They are first and foremost children, as we are, of God. And their sacrifice was of equal measure. The grief of their loved ones is the same grief as the families of our soldiers With earnest prayers for peace among all the nations of the world. May an unwritten memorial of all who have died in war be graven not only on stone, but in our hearts.